Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More great content like this at JiggyJaguar.com. We are back here on the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Mark Hoberman, the test prep expert and teen illness survivor is going to be with us here in a few moments here on our broadcast. Go ahead and download our brand new app, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information. All available on our fantastic, fantastic app. We are going to go to... Actually, we're going to do... I'm not going to do that because I want video today. We're doing audio. We'll see if Mark Hoberman is with us. Let's see if he picks the phone. The old Skype Rooney. There's Mark. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I've got you, my friend. How are you? Good, but I think I'm going through the wrong sound system. You, you can, I have my headset on, but I can't hear you. So, but you can hear me? I can hear you just fine, my friend. All right, then I'll do it like that. Mark Hoberman is with us today. He's a, test, he's a test prep expert, teen illness survivor. He's an educational consultant who's an expert in SAT and ACT test prep, overcoming teen illness and beating stress. And he joins us today here on the broadcast. We are going to talk about his latest uh, memoir. It's uh, called Search and Seizure, Overcoming Illness and Adversity. And uh, it tells Mark's story. But uh, first of all, Mark... Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background here, because you're an educational expert as well. Yeah, well, I've been teaching English for 33 years. I've owned my touring business probably for about 25. Um, so, you know, I've been doing that. We branched out into ACT and SAT prep about 15, 20 years ago, and now I'm doing a lot of college advisement, college counseling. But we moved it, you know, away from just local. We do a lot of online consulting, online live lessons on a live whiteboard. So kids can see us, we can see them. So we're pretty much able to help people regardless of their location. Now, uh, you've, you've, you've got a uh, pretty interesting story here. Tell us a little bit about this book that you've written. So I wrote Search and Seizure. I probably started a few years ago. Um, it's the story of uh, my life and being diagnosed with epilepsy at the age of 16 after a very stressful move from New York to Florida. Uh, my parents told me at the last minute, you know, dad wants to relocate his business and, and then semi-retire. So we moved three weeks later. And I had worked for many years since I was 13, newspaper routes, and penny saver routes, yep. saved enough money up and bought a uh, beautiful 1997, I'm sorry, a 1977 Mustang, only about two or three years old at the time. Beautiful car. And then a couple months after that, driving the car with my cousin Candace to visit her brother, my other cousin Mark. Uh, I started to babble a bit in the car, missed the exit twice, uh, and as I went through the toll booth finally, this is for the story, her story, I have no memory of this, uh, I, I started with the babbling with a, a petite mal seizure, turned into a grand mal seizure, and I had a really big uh, full-blown seizure at the wheel of the car. She had Holy to smoke. steer it. Luckily, I was going slowly because of the uh, oncoming toll booth. 
um, and she was able to steer it through the toll booth. And so when we got past that, didn't hit the embankment because she lifted her leg up and swung all the way over and stepped on the brake of the car. So uh, years went by. I mean, up until a year ago when I when the book came out, 10 people didn't know that I had epilepsy. Wow. I kept it to myself. I have relatives, close relatives, who read the book and couldn't believe that it was a true story. They had no idea that I uh, was an epileptic. A lot of stigma attached, a lot of depression, tough times. And then I started to take control of the illness, learn more about it. Uh, started the book probably about three years ago, put it aside when things got a little busy. Yeah. And lo and behold, my son was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, lost a lot of weight, stomach problems, a couple of skin issues. Happy-go-lucky kid became very depressed, lost weight, and uh, I said, we're going to take care of this. I did research. We contacted different doctors. My wife said, you know, how are you handling this so well? And I said, you know, I haven't thought about it, but I guess it's because I lived it. And I decided then, of course, since I'm an educator at heart, if I could help you and help him and even help us as a family as well as myself, I guess I could help others out there. So I decided to finish the book. And it's not just for epileptics, it's for people with any struggles. Could be diabetes, doesn't have to be illness, could be bullying, could be any stress. Just, you know, my mantra and the message of the book is do not let your illness or problems define you. You define them. And uh, that's pretty much uh, why I wrote the book and the message I want to send. And I, and I say that I'm the person, whoever I am today, I'm not the person I am in spite of my illness. I am who I am because of my illness. We've got Mark Hoberman with us today, educational consultant. He's an expert in SAT and ACT test prep, overcoming teen illness and beating stress. He has Search and Seizure, which is his latest. And uh, his story follows his experiences up to present day, where he has taught for over 32 years and helped many teens and parents navigate difficulties of topics uh, ranging from uh, illness, academics, test anxiety, and more. And uh, he joins us live here on our broadcast. Now, um... Give, give us a little bit of details on teen illness and, and how your book addresses that. Well, I was diagnosed as a teen, and I, I recall, you know, after being diagnosed and years later moving back to New York and uh, eventually becoming a teacher where I started in the Bronx, New York, we used to get in homeroom, we used to get these big, gigantic folders, and in it was just one student's information. We had like 30 of these for our homeroom class. And I was looking through it, and I saw... So many things, asthma, diabetes, some epileptics, some of them listed their medications and they were the same as mine. But because I never really shared my illness with anybody, I really couldn't talk to them about it. And, uh, you know, I recognize things in these people as I've tutored over the years. I become very close with the clients. We're very hands on. I've had people with Tourette's I've tutored, with Asperger's, people who just were, I guess, social outcasts and whatnot. So I guess even as an adult, because I lived this as a teen, I really can connect with the kids and connect with their parents and help them. So it goes past just the tutoring subject to getting to to give them some some not just educational consulting but life's lessons as I as I begin to share my story. So I teach this now in my classes, uh, in my enrichment classes, and I have a Common Core aligned curriculum that I wrote with 41 questions, which really gets deep into how do you handle your issues and, and how do you make it so it doesn't define you and that you can overcome these things. And you can't always beat them, but can you manage them? So the, the, not just the parents, but the teens are really, really uh, enjoying it and truly connecting with the story. 
We've got a fabulous guest with us today. He joins us live here on our Wednesday edition of the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. Mark Oberman is an educational expert. He's an expert in SAT and ACT test prep. He's got a great book, Search and Seizure, which is now available. Now, you also address education, being an educator yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and, and what, you, uh, what, what you impart knowledge to readers in your great book. Well, uh... As far as the book, the education is based on how to be informed and that knowledge truly is power. Uh, back in the day, I'm 54 now, so when I went to research my epilepsy, I had to call the Epilepsy Foundation. I called the Mayo Clinic. I had to go to the library. I'm going to use a word now. Some of your listeners, if they're younger, won't know. I had to look it up on microfiche. So, you know, <laughs> when I went into the periodical room and looked the kids in my class thought I said microfish. They said, what are you looking up little fish for? I said, no, microfish. They have no clue. Yes. And uh, you can learn more about the illness probably in 50 minutes now on the Internet than I learned in a month going to the library several days a week. And uh, I teach people that, you know, own, the, own your illness, own your problems, own your struggles, read uh, blogs, look things up, talk to people who have the same difficulty, which I didn't do as much as I should have when I was younger. I really looked, I didn't talk to human beings, so to speak, as much as I did reading and, and reading pamphlets from the Epilepsy Foundation and whatnot. But, you know, education really is knowledge is power, whether it's English, math, science, you know, anything, a language. So I really teach that in the book. They come away with knowing that you need to know what's going on, know what other people have done, how they deal with these things, and that you're not alone and you can find people who have the same struggles you have and learn from their stories. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone, to, or actually on Skype Audio, to uh, discuss his latest book, Search and Seizure. Uh, Mark Hoberman is with us today. He's an educational consultant. He's also an expert in SAT, ACT test prep, overcoming teen illness and beating stress, and his great book, Search and Seizure, great inspirational memoir, Overcoming Illness and Adversity, is now available. Check out Search and Seizure, Overcoming Illness and Diversity. Now, um, you also mention uh, in, in, in the book some SAT, ACT prep. What is the best uh, test for 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 students and uh what, 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 what should they be really gearing up and, and going towards? Well, uh, the SAT just changed about two years ago, and they're a little more common core aligned and a little more similar to the ACT. My own preference really is towards the ACT. When I was in high school, uh, you know, 35 years ago, I never even heard of the ACT. You didn't know anybody who took it unless you had a cousin in Idaho. Very few people <laughs> took it back then. It's now the number one test prep for college in the country. I think, as far as an English teacher, I will say that the readings, I think, are a little friendlier and easier. I'm not necessarily in love with how they ask the grammar questions on the SAT as compared to the ACT. Uh, the essays are quite different. I think the essay on the SAT is a little more challenging. I don't dislike the SAT. I just like the ACT more, and by and large, you know, 95% of the kids that I tutor who've taken both tests, and we tutor both forever, for years, uh, they fare better on the ACT. My math experts also tell me that uh, they like it a little bit better than the SAT as well. You know, either test is fine, but I do favor the ACT. 
We've got a fabulous guest with us today. Mark Hoberman joins us here in our broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, iHeartRadio as well, and AMFM247.com. For a complete list of our uh, stations and affiliates, check out J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. Mark Hoberman with us today. He's got search and seizure, overcoming illness and adversity. Now, you mentioned in the book uh, some tips and tricks about dealing Dealing with stress. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, first of all, you know, we help people with test anxiety and, and stress and things like that. I also have uh, an expert uh, in, in, in test anxiety and stress reduction who helps me as well, uh, you know, with students and whatnot. Uh, a lot of the tricks are, first of all, when it comes to education, you know, a lot of people get test anxiety and stressed out because, not because they don't study, but because they do study and some of them study incorrectly. That's why we do a lot of study skills workshops, because imagine a kid studying for four hours and knowing when I go into the test tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to recall anything. And that's what causes the test anxiety. Uh, so, you know, if you study wrong, once you study for four hours, you just studied wrong for four hours. So, you know, it, it becomes difficult if you don't take good notes in class and you come home and study notes that aren't good, then that's not helping you no matter how much time you spend. So it's really prioritizing and, and putting things in proper categories and knowing how to study to reduce stress, at least academically speaking. Uh, you know, some kids say I fall asleep when I, when I study, and I said, how do you study? They said, well, first I lay down in bed, and right away, you shouldn't be in bed. Uh, how well lit is the room? Is the chair the most comfortable chair in the house? That's no good. I, I don't want them sitting on, you know, pins and needles, but uh, they also need to take breaks. Some people think if they should study for two hours, it should be two hours straight. It should not. People should study between 20 and 35 minutes, take a five-minute break away from the study area so the brain knows, hey, I'm not studying now, and then come back and review so they can then start studying again. Review is the key. You don't learn when you study. You learn when you review what you studied. That is is an epic way to explain that because... uh uh, I, we've talked to many educators on this broadcast, and uh, in a roundabout way, they say that. But uh, th- thanks for kind of putting that into perspective there, my friend. Sure, my pleasure. Mark Hoberman is with us today, educational consultant. He has also got a great book, Search and Seizure, Overcoming Illness and Adversity. It's his inspirational memoir. It tells his story of uh, being diagnosed with epilepsy at age of 16 after a stressful move from New York to Florida. And... Uh, Listeners uh, to this broadcast who pick this book up will learn how to deal with stressful situations. And uh, Mark is with us today, 32 years as an English teacher and SAT, ACT prep consultant, owner of a tutoring service for over 25 years. Um, now, we hear a lot about speed reading and study skills, and you see a lot of these folks on, on, on television. In fact, at one point I interviewed a gentleman who basically pioneered that whole speed reading thing. I've always thought that was just a bunch of nonsense. But uh, tell us a little bit about speed reading and steady skills and and how that relates in your book. Sure. So let me tell you that uh, speed reading can be a bunch of nonsense unless it's uh, defined for you the way I'm going to define it for you. Okay. So go ahead. if If you come in reading 100 words a minute, you're a slow reader. If you leave reading 200 words a minute you're still kind of a slow reader. But that's speed reading the way I define it. If I can double your reading speed, you're a speed reader now. It's, you know, people think it's pick up a book, fan it, and say, wow, that was a wonderful book. I love that speed reading course. That's not what it is. Uh, I've taken 
eight speed reading courses, took the best out of all of them and created my own. Because I have to tell you, I, I took one course that said, just read down the middle of the page and you'll kind of get the gist of what's going on. Well, I was reading a book and they were burying someone on page 102. I didn't know he died. Unfortunately, he died on the side of the page, which I wasn't reading. So that didn't work for me. So I had to pick and choose what skills were better. The eye is a muscle. So it's a lot about exercising the eye properly. There's fun exercises and drills you can do. But for me as a teacher, it's more about comprehension. But the truth is the slower you read, the worse your comprehension. So if you read too slowly, you have bad comprehension. If you read too quickly, you won't have good comprehension. So you have to learn what level you can read at, but read it at. Most people read at one speed. It's going to be their slowest. You need to, so if someone sees me reading a book, they'll see me reading very quickly, slowing down, medium, very quickly, depending upon how much information I'm trying to get based on that page. So it's a reading style that we teach. And the comprehension, and more importantly, the concentration, is what I focus on because, you know, even though I do it for corporations and, and for people to read emails faster, I'm an educator and teacher at heart, and I want to make sure that concentration is there. So that can certainly help them. But it's not about reading 95 miles an hour and getting everything. It's increasing your speed <laughs> at a very good pace and understanding. Uh, as far as study skills, I help people with mnemonic devices, word association, visualization, because it's about them being able to recall the information. If I have two people in front of me and they've studied the same material and one studied it my way, they're going to recall it better, faster, and for a longer period of time. So we've helped a lot of people, not just students, but adults, some adults who are students who have gone back to school, uh, you know, have help people in, improve their work vocabulary so they can write better. And uh, a lot of these, I don't call them tricks, they're really skills and strategies. We've got Mark Hoberman with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. He has a fantastic, fantastic new memoir. It is out. It is available. It is amazing. And uh, he joins us today here on our big, big, big broadcast. And uh, check out Search and Seizure, Overcoming Illness and Adversity. And uh, 45 minutes after the hour, thanks for joining us here on iHeartRadio and also Red Nation Radio as well. Um Mark, tell us a little bit about creating success in school, because I know that your book addresses that, and uh, you've been a English teacher and SAT, ACT prep consultant for over 32 years. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, uh, it's funny. I've been on a couple of radio shows recently since the book came out, and people have asked that question, but not as poignantly as you just did, uh, because people learn in different ways. There are different modalities. Yep. When you and I went to school, there was one way to learn, and that's the way that teacher taught you that period. And then the bell oh, rang, and if you went to another class, you had to learn the way the teacher that period taught. Yep. You know, there's people who are visual learners and audio learners, and now with the advent of technology, things have changed a lot. Uh, so, so people have different strengths, and we have to recognize that. And, you know, you talk about differentiated instruction, and it is difficult to teach, you know, 30 kids in a room if they have 15 different learning modalities. But there are ways to sprinkle in those type of learning modalities into the lessons and let it hit the strengths of all different children. I believe anybody can learn. They learn at different paces. They learn at different ways. But anybody can learn. Uh, certainly if they enjoy the information. And it's really how you deliver it. You could be in one room learning Romeo and Juliet and snoring, and you could be in another room <laughs> and really being attentive and enjoying it. So, you know, I think it's a lot of pressure on teachers. I think the teachers have a much harder job now, a much different, more difficult curriculum. A lot of times you have to teach to the test. 
but I think many have risen to the occasion. And uh, I just think to educate the holistic child, it's more than just the academics in front of them. It's bringing text to self connections, text to life connections, and just making sure that, that people understand the material from all different angles. Now, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? I want them to know that they're not alone. My parents, you know, we, we, I did not have good medical care while I was in Florida. We didn't have the best doctors. They found one of the top three doctors in the country, Dr. Eli Goldenson, who has since retired, but he was at Columbia Presbyterian. And medically, they did everything in the order that they should. They didn't get what they wanted, so we went somewhere else. But I think emotionally, they could have handled it better if they had a book like this and if they knew they weren't alone. I can't tell you when I've done book signings how many people say to me, oh, my, my daughter has epilepsy, my husband has epilepsy, we talk about the medications. I'm not, I don't know the pharmacology as well as a doctor, but and I don't profess to be one, but I can really speak to them on that kind of personal level. And I feel that when they read this, there is some humor in it, there is some sadness, but uh, I, I do sprinkle my sense of humor throughout the book. And I think it's, you know, like one person who gave it a five-star review on Amazon said it was like having coffee with an old friend. So I really want them to, it's a very fast read. I think there's, there's, there's a, uh, a place for that genre where the plane goes off and two hours later it lands and you're done with my book. I think it's, uh, it gives a lot of information, but it's very personalized telling my story. And I think a lot of people connect with it in some way across the board, across the ages. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. Now, um, if, if people pick up the book and they want to get in touch with you, how exactly do they do that? Well, if they go to my, uh, my business site, gradesuccess.com, www.gradesuccess.com, all the information there is about the tutoring. Info is there on how to contact me. There's also at the top right a bar that says click here for Mark's author website. They can go there and find Search and Seizure, which is also available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. They can write to me and I can send them another ebook version if they have a different type of ebook and they want to learn about any of that, you know, any, any educational consultations or anything. And I also wrote a book for secondary teachers on classroom management and lesson planning that I'm updating and coming out in the second edition. So that site, gradesuccess.com, that's the main site. That'll take them everywhere. They'll see videos that I've put together on grammar and other things. So that's the main hub for me. Now, uh, are you planning on doing a follow-up or, or anything to this book or going to keep writing? Uh, interesting. So, so I am, but I haven't decided what yet. Uh, I do like nonfiction. I don't think there's enough out there uh, that the kids can tap into. Uh, I do have some people I'm connected with who unfortunately have some adversity also. Uh, I know people whose children are now in their 20s who have overcome drug addiction. Uh, I have a friend who worked in a uh, local jail for 25 years, and he has some very interesting stories. And I think those are stories that need to be told. So I might write some things like that with them. Uh, I might, you know, expand on this a little bit more. We'll see. But I I'm definitely not done writing. We've got a great guest with us today here on our broadcast, Coast to Coast to Border to Border. Mark Hoberman is our guest. And uh, Mark, uh this th this book is is fantastically well written. You've put a lot of uh, effort into this. Who do you envision to be the potential readers for this great book? I think that any teens and any parents, uh, anybody with any kind of struggle, 
could enjoy this book because it shows that you're not alone. Uh, it, it, it's something that parents and, and teens that I know, the tutor, that they, they've read together and discussed it at the dinner table, which is very rare that you can discuss movies sometimes, but books, it's kind of rare when a, when a parent and, a, and, a, and their child or teen child certainly can discuss the, uh, the same reading material. So uh, I just think it's for anyone who's had adversity. I don't want people to think it's an epilepsy book. It's not. It's really based on illness and adversity, but adversity and struggle and uh, some stress and how to overcome it. I talk about, you know, illnesses of my own children that they've had, uh, be it ADHD or uh, the uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome that I mentioned yep. earlier. Yep. And just, you know, how to approach it and how to make sure it doesn't define you. You need to embrace it. You need to own it. You need to know a lot about it. You need to reach out to people. I'm a member of 15 different Facebook groups. One is in Hungary. One is in India. And people write to me all the time. And I'm also uh, amazed, quite embarrassed, that I didn't realize how lucky I was and that there are so many people out there, so many epileptics who are not controlled, who really, you know, have seizures every day. So I, I, I'm blessed that that's not my case. I've been controlled for almost 30 years. But I just think that anybody can really enjoy this. It's great for teachers. They can share with their, with their students. And I just think anybody with any kind of stress or dealing with any kind of problems, could be divorce, uh, I think that they could learn something from this book. I wish it was around years ago so my parents could have uh, benefited from some of the information in here if someone else had written something like this when I was diagnosed. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, before we let you go, my friend, uh, I, I, I definitely uh, want to keep in touch with you because uh, we're going to be doing a, um, a, a program uh, for our Access Television uh, folks, I believe, in uh, December or January on education. And I would love to have you come on and, uh, and impart some of your knowledge on that. So I will be in touch with you on that. Uh, before we let you go, social media websites, how do we get a hold of you, my friend? Uh, Facebook, you can look up Mark Hoban or Great Success. Uh, Twitter, Great Success also. Uh, they can certainly reach me there. And, uh, you know, they can email me at info at greatsuccess.com. But all that information is on my site, all my social media, my LinkedIn, my Twitter, my Facebook. So they can contact me any way they wish. Awesome stuff. Well, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate it, sir. Mark Hoberman with us today joins us on Skype Audio. That is that. Thanks for joining us. This has been the world famous Cheeky Check Barbara Yapra Frank. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.